Welcome back to Fishnets and Philosophy. I am your host, Mix Bell Morrigan, and I am joined by the wonderful host of the Less Fex, More Sex blog podcast. So if you'd like to introduce yourself, what's your name? What are your pronouns? Um, um hi, um, my name um, is Um, um um and and i am normally like um i'm i am normally um she or they so um um that is that is something that is a bit of um a bit of a it's it's not something i've been always out as if i'm out is the out is the the sort of thing to to actually say but um but um it is something um so, something um something um i am um i am um passionate a passionate for um and it's i am i am a um i am a um i am a i don't know what to say about myself yeah um 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 my my average type of um woman i could say person um um, and I'm actually a, I am a parent, so I am two, two, one. So, so for me, doing, do, doing the podcast and like I'm sharing that like part to me was a big, my massive step because it's, because it's not as well probably spoke about mm-hmm. on, or known as a parent. Um, so it was something that was, that was done for me, up for me, because I've always been very open. Um, about me and my and the things I do and people I speak to and things I'm passionate about. Um, so for me, it 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 was actually a fact of of like a like um, who we are like, um, um, experiencing like um, being 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 a being a a around people. That I kind of went. Mm, now is the perfect, perfect um, spot for to, for to speak about things, and I don't have to face people as as a switch. So for me, it was it was it, it was asking people for to for to for to speak 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 um with me, um which is a, a weird thing even having to to do podcasts of my own because of my I'm hearing and the, and the dead mm. speech and um, which affects me for the first couple of seconds but we are fine after that <laughs> but it's so nice to actually be be, be a man and to uh, actually put a face to to, <laughs> to, 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 to time so yeah so I'm I am pumped I'm pumped for this so yeah Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for reaching out as well, because like I followed you on the different social circles. So I thought you're like really interesting person. I was very excited when you reached out. So that was great. And actually, the first question that I have, you kind of almost almost mentioned it anyway. But I kind of like my first question that I have is like, how did you come to the decision to kind of start your blog, start your podcast? Like, were you always someone who was very open about yourself and you know about like sex and sexuality or did you have like kind of like a shift or a change like where you did like was there a big change for you or were you always open I'm actually originally from and I'm actually from now um a very small um so um um so 
people tend to know me and know nice. me from me and, and and I experienced a lot of things before like uh, Facebook and Insta and stuff like and that. So it was the fact I fact um, I actually actually started doing 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 um um, I don't know how to even one of them. Um, I started out the damn hobby of like, mm. of like, um, of like I'm having hearters um, for me, and and I one day um, the same way as here said, look, it, I will will um, be a part of it, and mm. it was the fact I started to take out um, having pizzas me and. Then that led to me doing doing bits and pieces here and, and there. So it was about speaking to people who have been who who have experienced um similar things as me and to encourage people for it to be more body 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 um positive and I kind of noticed due to my openness um over the years um people spoke to me and um mm-hmm. and like i was a, sort of an um, advice person to to me people so i started um out thinking mm, i have so many fascinating fascinating people who i have met personally and um, that have helped me um be me so um I wanted to sh- share that but I started I started out as a as a um, focused focus on people's um um like a speaking or speaking of um of like um of like um people's mental health um mm. and I started to note note this that like people's mental health and how people are are um, hiding hiding away and and they're less out in the open and things are less spoken spoken mm-hmm. about so it 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 was kind of the kind of me being me and my attitude to ask the things nobody asks so that's where the the dfx i have no effects <laughs> basically <laughs> um so so it was that 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 i started out started me out to where i am here now so yeah oh cool no I really um like that and what you said there makes a really good point like there's only kind of a few people I guess like us that are kind of like asking the questions that nobody else really asks like you know it's almost like there isn't a filter or something like that it's just we're like just curious about the world but also about other people and we just want to know how other people tick like what gets them going and it's just those type of things like so because we don't have that filter and we have that curiosity we kind of are more likely to kind of like ask those questions that normal people wouldn't think to ask and like I think I wish there was more people like us because like um, if there was more people asking those questions you shouldn't be asking then there'd be more healthy open dialogues and open conversations so yeah no I like uh, that you said that that uh, you were definitely the person who would, wouldn't have the facts and would just ask whatever questions had to be asked okay so the next uh, kind of question I have which is another it kind of comes back again to kind of some of the circles that we know each other from but um like when it comes to monogamy versus like ethical non-monogamy and polyamory like what, what like was there ever, was there a particular motivation that kind of made you realize hmm okay no this is more for me or this is where I see myself or was it just something that you never questioned it and you were always just you know what like I just want to like multiple people what's wrong with that like was there a change for you or was it kind of like always that's who you've always been <laughs> um 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 it was it was um I have always, normally always, have been with like just me and Anis and and in the person, and there was always a part of me that hated the thought 
of like, oh my God, this person is for me. How how am I meant to know this person is for me? I, I haven't experienced things. And I thought it was because of, I'm like so young. And back then I was, I was so young and I hadn't experienced things and I did, 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 didn't know what I wanted. And for me, it was part and, and part of the fact that I don't just see men, women, you know, what whatever the day I'm normal, um, normal, um, normal Emmy is and I, I kind of I I kind of went is it only me that I think that is it me that like I I I am not able to focus and like settle down and find the one and, and I went and I spent so many many years actually being in one people one person one other person mm-hmm. um, um thing and I was like oh, no there's something else that's not sitting right with me and it's so it's it it did start with I met a met a now um um ex partner of mine, and that person was had um had experience and I saw many many things to ask them mm-hmm. and I was like wow there's actually people that like actually <laughs> live live that way so it was for me like a massive like oh my god like like is this for me so um i i i have experienced it um not 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 openly um right. i've experienced it being a part of um being a part of other people's but not gotcha. for me as me like what i'm looking for 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 to make up what is my um, I don't know how we'd put it. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of of normal terms, but um, it's it's um, what would make me um, happy, but yeah. would actually be a a mixture of like um, of things I um, I haven't found the people as such. Um, mm. I have experienced I have um I do have a have a have a partner um but um that is so like like for this whole pandemic and happening um I was like oh now is the perfect time and then it hit pandemic hit and yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not forced as such but we're more have to kind of be as men men are as possible but for me um I do have people that like um I, I speak to I connect with and and speak on speak on things like, like this so for me it's it's not just a who is in my partnership now and um, who is in my life in my home like I'm a parent as well first and foremost at that but um for me um it's I can I I'm fully aware that to other people who will live a normalish um <laughs> life that that might bring a lot of shock um probably to a lot of people that 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 would probably see it as like oh my poor partner or what about this and what about that mm. and how would yeah. be seen how would that be seen and, and because he's not a men- men- monogamous like he is a monogamous men- person um it's teaching like how does my way of doing things and his way to do things kind of work and that also kind of blends in then with 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 the fact um open about like I'm the probably the I'm not as straight as anybody <laughs> thinks I am so for for people it's just um it's just like a um, I can't curse. Uh, it's just no, really no, we curse as much as you want. This is <laughs> but it for basically to my friends, family, to my um to my little aunts um, um other parents. Um it's if if I end up with five different people, then that's that's just me. But as of right now, um pandemic is mm. kind of um, hard doing put um I am hard to people's um personal oh, life as such. Definitely one hundred percent. Like the like the number of like polyamorous couples I know who like are basically 
being forced back into that monogamy mold of like they have their yeah. nesting partner and because of the pandemic they can't see their other partner so they may as well be monogamous and like then myself like I'm like you know single I don't have any partners but I still identify as a polyamorous person and yeah trying to actively date during a pandemic like it's just like almost like what's the point like it's just it's almost pointless so I'm basically you know single for the rest until this thing is over um but yeah like and just like that like you made a few good points there about kind of the way it's you yourself kind of how you feel as well like as in you know myself like I'm not in any polyamorous partnerships but I know I'm still a polyamorous person so even though I don't have five partners at the time right now even if I ever will at that point I don't know that's a lot of (laughs) that's a lot of calendar work five different people I don't know but even though I'm not at that space I'm still I know I am a polyamorous person because that's who I am on the inside regardless of how my relationship is taking space so even for yourself you're in a kind of a monogamous passing relationship what looks for for the all outsets is a monogamous relationship but kind of you yourself know that you're attracted to other people and the possibility of like maybe even engaging with other people is something that might be on the cards who knows so it's uh, even though your relationship from the outside looks a certain way it's how you feel internally which is the true thing which is the same for a lot of them again like say bisexual or pansexual people as in like if you're a bisexual woman or a bisexual man and you're dating a person of the opposite gender, it looks, yeah, exactly. It looks from the outside of, oh, this is just a standard straight relationship. Your queerness, your bisexuality, pansexuality, that goes out the window the second you're in a straight passing relationship. And it's just so frustrating that that continues to happen. And it's just like, no, you can't tell me my sexuality switches off just because I'm with someone of the other gender. My sexuality is always there, regardless of whether I'm... And like that's the thing, Like I think there is this almost a view that all bisexual people and all pansexual people are automatically non-monogamous and polyamorous because like, you know, if you're attracted to more than one gender, of course you're going to gonna sleep with everyone. And it's just like, well, no, that's not how it works. There are bisexual and pansexual people who are attracted to whoever they're attracted to, but they still only do monogamous relationships. Like, so just because you're in a relationship with someone of the opposite gender doesn't mean your same gender sexual attraction goes out the window. So yeah, um, I definitely think I'd say you're probably experiencing a lot of that with the pandemic as well, kind of like forcing into this mold of this is who you are. And like, it kind of does make me like, I ask a lot of people um, who I speak to um, and that like, if things weren't as they are now, would you, who would you actually want, hope to pay and like, what would you actually want want? And it seems that like it's off people want now is for freedom and it's for, freedom is definitely, um, <laughs> definitely um, that's all we actually want is actually quite like it's quite like um, it's quite like um, how people have experienced things over the last 13, 14 months now or more is exactly mm. how I can imagine people that are in um, fully um I'm, I'm I'm doing the the <laughs> pointless really, but um because so many people don't actually know, and yeah. it's having to hide in their home, not hide in the home, but they can't socialize because most aren't open mm. and and they can't like and for me um <clears throat> for me that's the one thing this has taught me is that like um it's time for me to be to be me. For it to be, for it to be like you know, mm-hmm. have to have to, to um ask for things because the person I was heading heading into this pandemic is more um less specs definitely um than <laughs> than um heading over hopefully because we're not over yet but um <laughs> but um um that that is such an excellent thing that you um actually mentioned there. It's that um, is that it was oh, it was about um, people that are homosexual and pansexual and a bit like myself, um, is quite um quite 
that's an added. That's who people sexually identify as and what they see themselves as and what they want to be seen, seen, seen as. You can imagine... And I can imagine because I'm speaking personally about it. <laughs> but um, um, that is such a like because people automatically assume that because you have a man or you have a partner and it looks that way from the outside, that I've tried to tell people like I'm not, I don't fancy certain people because of their because of who they are or what they identify as. It doesn't mean that your like uh, your your personal life isn't like um I I call it my personal life I don't mean my daughter to life um, I mean my my like um who I identify as and and what my um I'm a big passionate person that is passionate about um about people doing um doing things for themselves and like self-love and masturbation and things like that um and I was I I was and that actually stemmed from being I I actually started I actually forgot to mention that with all my nerves um um I was actually um I was actually Yanem Manem's some of their party oh, okay. so so my so my extensive knowledge in like Everything that way um, <laughs> is the biggest help finding out, especially this pandemic, like um, finding out who you are and with yeah. yourself. And, and that kind of shocks a lot of people when I talk about those type things because we're um, Irish. And we, we certainly don't think about that. We don't <laughs> yeah. we literally say dot, 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 like rather than actually mentioning the word like. But um, it's such an it's such an old habit for to be be out of. So like even the the most n- normal or people I speak to who who were in couples or things things like that, like I never never assume, I never say like or like I never never look at them and think oh like um I um I'm assuming it's this way or that way because you could be the absolute opposite in your own personal self-love mm. than you are out in the open around people I just went on a little rant there about that but yeah. <laughs> no um and that's actually like it that brings up a really good point and it was actually one of the things I was kind of thinking of touching on anyway you're so so accurate about the fact that we are Irish and we're in Ireland and Irish society or culture just has such a negative approach to sex and sexuality. Like it's almost like you can't be sexual without having some form of shame. Otherwise, that's not like you have to be ashamed in some way for sex to be allowed in Ireland. It's like so frustrating. And it asked like kind of what you thought, like, how do you think particularly like in Ireland, but it kind of, I guess it's a global thing, but it feels more particular for Ireland. Um, But how do you think we're going to kind of have that shift towards having a more healthy open dialogue about sex and sexuality like talking you know as in being able to just go to your friend group and just kind of talk about what gets you off when you masturbate or like do you think we'll ever get to a place where Irish people will be able to have those conversations or do you think it's always going to be a bit of that oh no 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 we can't you can't be talking about that no 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 um, um, I started up um the podcast, and my my whole angle of it was that we talk about things that we don't talk about, which we should. Based on the whole, um, we only know from hearsay. We are like I learned. We all learned. We were part of the the people that like learned from from. We were aware of of people that were not seen as normal and everything else from Aunt Mary's third cousin down the, the road or mm. or we heard that like that this one did this and it was all like like it, it was sort of like we learned from hiding behind the, the, the things and peering out at people and mm. I absolutely want people to not be so like so so like that's the only way we learn and for me it was I want to to teach I wouldn't say it's actually young people because that's a whole different um, spectrum of them um, but I want to I, I wanted a for people that were like me like us at 
this age and that age um, for to learn now to we can have rid of all of them thoughts and notions because I wouldn't attempt to teach anyone of a young age that's that to me is their parents thing that's um that's something um, that a conversation that needs to be had at home it needs to be had in the family it needs to be had with peers and everything else so if we can teach the parents we teach a house we teach yeah. a household we teach people that will will teach others teach their their children so for me it was about like adults that have that are still stuck if I'm married or single or, or like other who do I turn to who do who who do I ask who do I even ask or where do I look for to spice things up or because I start to take Ted out to speak into other females as such about empowerment and the damn hopes that I could speak to females about it and in in empower them as such and then um, I found that like they 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 don't speak it's it's a taboo subject like mm-hmm. it's like pulling teeth because I'm there like DM absolute person that is that is like <laughs> so do you what's your thoughts on this and they're they're like where did we actually find her like why is she asking these questions? Because people think it's still personal in their personal life. It still should be two people. It still should be husband and wife. It still should be this person. Yeah. So they don't actually know anybody. And for me, I was aware that like I was the person that had so many. I like I had like spiky hair, stood stood out. <laughs> um, I didn't only look like like I was. I know how it feels. To be that person in a home that is seen as art, seen as everything mm. else. So I, at least if we know somebody, and my and my hope certainly with my local town, village, wherever, and and Ireland, it's it's itself is the more people that actually say, well, I'm a bit of this, I'm a bit of that. I know what they am. I know no know what I I like. They might even latch. Latch is not the word, but they might be like. Mm. Like and um, for me now, it actually makes sense now. So much of me when back when I was younger and the oddball in my twenties, I wanted to be that person. Like I wanted, like if there was anything to happen, I would be in the oddball at least. Be the oddball that like that is that that is fully like here I am. Like every bit of like I don't know. Um, at least <laughs> people know people or they know somebody they will at least say a conversation will start and once the yeah. conversation and the first sentence starts then you've actually spoken and it and it helps you to not like hold hold it in so that's hope I am have is that the more people that like stand up and say I am who I am or like I like this I l- l- like that that the more people will it it will be like a exactly know, you know like 100 i can see exactly what you mean and kind of like a few different things that you said there were really interesting and it's something that was just so relatable as well but it's like you said when you're with that kind of group of friends and you kind of ask that question oh what do you think about this and like you said it's like pulling teeth it definitely feels like maybe certain like an older generation i kind of have hope that the younger generations are a bit more open with kind of being able to talk about stuff like that and i'm hoping that that is the case but it definitely feels like there's a certain generation of like no no sex like that's that's um but you you that only happens behind the bedroom door we don't talk about it outside of the bedroom it's so frustrating because the thing is especially when it comes to sex i know for myself anyway particularly more so when I thought I was a cisgender man, because that's when I had most of my sexual life. I realized I was non-binary in the middle of a pandemic, so I haven't really been able to experience sex life since. Come on, I'm ready to go. Come on, I want to see what the difference is. But (laughs) it's just that when it comes to sex, it just feels like if there's, especially if something like maybe goes wrong not that there's anything wrong like but it's just like say something doesn't happen the way you thought it would or something might not work when you want it to work stuff like that you think you're the only one like you kind of internalize that and you kind of think I'm the only one that this is happening to and you just like go into this cycle of shame but also kind of you know doubting yourself criticizing yourself and the thing is if we were able to have those conversations, if we were able to just go to your friend group and say, 
hey, this happened. What do you think? And most likely someone or two, more than one person in the friend group are going to say, you know what? That same thing has happened to me. Like you'll realize that sex and sexuality, like, you know, people who have sex, they experience the same different types of things. So I think hopefully we can can get to a place where those conversations happen more often. And like that's one of the reasons why I've fully jumped onto the make love, not porn bandwagon. Like, I'm not sure if you've heard of them, but basically it's this company community and started by Cindy Gallup, who is this powerhouse of a woman, like literally just amazing and yeah it's literally called the social sex revolution it's basically about you know we're social creatures we're in a society like we connect to people but why does sex have to be the one thing that isn't part of how you connect with other people Mm -hmm. so the social sex revolution through cindy gallup is about literally just letting other people into your sex life deciding you know when, when you're having some form of pleasure you know what? I think I'll record this and upload it. And that's what Make Love Not Porn is. And I've jumped into that bandwagon. So I record myself and it's made my own masturbation feel better than it ever has before. Because it's like this extra level of like, I know people are watching and that feels really good. <laughs> but <laughs> I think the reason that I am so vocal about it is because I want to do what you want to do is bring about that change of people being able to have those open dialogues without kind of feeling, oh, I don't know if I can talk about this. Like people have sex. We should be able to talk about that. <laughs> um, I am 100%. Um, 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 I actually, I actually, a little baby bit of a side note, um, as soon as I actually found, found, found um, Make Love Not Porn, I was like, oh, that's, I, oh, I actually went full blast and my and my I want to know attitude less fix attitude actually sent a message <laughs> I was like yeah um I won this podcast it's really a little small one but um I would love like I I just I'm I'm so much all for anybody that can bring like a real life because so many people assume we were all rare and everything else in stereotypically I used to rare them and in the in the uh, notion that like we learned from what our friends did and mm-hmm. now we I'm so thankful that we didn't have what what's out there out there now because that shapes so much mm-hmm. of like how people see sex and they see sex as one one of like one way and one focus of like yeah. having it and it's it's it should be having between a man and a woman it should be penetration that's it it's over and done with them sorted for how however long but like for me I think that like um I'm I'm so totally all for that because like it's not all just one way it's not all done one sort of um sort of type um and that actually is something that at the moment um um, I'm madly passionate about but I don't yet have the words to kind of um um like I'm saying like especially in the being in a one person monogamous relationship that I don't start <laughs> at anybody, I probably will. <laughs> but um, it's not only like um, when you identify as something completely different and you sexually identify as something that's maybe like you don't have just uh, the one, like for me. Um, I have a I have a, a a female side and a male side, um, to two like completely different things. Like um, mm-hmm. um, that's that's a crazy thing of all. Like 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 that, it doesn't like um. I kind of have to reassure people when I say this. It doesn't mean anything abnormal or wrong. Uh, it doesn't mean to sit down and think about your personal life and the ins and outs and think what's wrong and what's different and why. But um. Is is that we need to, to take off the whole thing that like literally I could say the same four things that that, that people think sex is and what consists of and and we've all been there and done that and that's the start but that should be the start yeah. like um, that should be the start of of like exploring your yourself shouldn't only be that so for me with day I'm whole um, social sex revolution 
um, like um, happening and taking it out past what what um, porn is and what mainstream porn is, is that we see a lot more of if people watch it or they know of it, that they might be, be like, mm, I kind of like not just like, OK, this is sex and, and it's going to happen. And we all know what's going to happen. But um, <laughs> is that there's people behind mm-hmm. it and they tell us like something that's that's happening and it it's it, it, it like hits home to people and I think it's so like I take my um my um had had off to you for actually being a massive part of that um because I don't know whether I'm there yet um I considered <laughs> it um I thought about it um I'm currently at the minute going round and round in my head whether <laughs> it's a socially acceptable thing to do or whether that would be pushing people's boundaries on like what they think of me um because I I think porn especially if if you participate in anything and stuff like um like and that people's perception is that like they automatically think oh like um that happened to Mary down the um, road a couple of years ago and this happened and that happened and they, they think like what what would people who potentially want to have you to be a part. Like, I'm glad. I'm so glad that sometimes that I'm I'm not a part of the borage, like, like having to have somebody tell me what to do and a boss type of thing, mm. because that would be the only thing I'm holding me back. I don't have that, luckily. So for me, I was thinking, like, there's so much misrepresentation in in things and that is still likes of me and you and us and other people that are going to be oh yeah you know maybe maybe it's not just what people see on the outside because it's it's very hard to tell people speak and and like put like one word in front of the other so hopefully if we we can show people and it's been made more main main boring that we even know that that like me as a as a woman as such, like with like like female anatomy as such, like for me it was the fact like like that like was so, so simple that that like women even beat themselves up that they if um reach a certain um climax or anything else mm-hmm. or sounds and off by sounds and whether this is nice there and like so for that angle for body positivity and for what I'm trying to say um people that that have um open sexualities and are um tend to be a lot exactly yeah. and again you're making like so many great points that I'm just totally agreeing off and just wanting to jump off as well and what you kind of said about that which is one of the reasons why I love the idea of make love not porn is that it's kind of making that differentiation is that it's not saying porn is bad it's just knowing the difference between porn which is entertainment as in they're putting on a show they're professionals like it's they're all about you know opening to the camera and like at different angles that aren't really physically possible most of the time like it's all it's a show that's what it is it's a spectacle Mm -hmm. versus real genuine sex between whoever is having that consensual sex and what i love about make love not porn is it's a it's firm in making that distinction. And I think that distinction needs to be made. And you make a good point about, I feel it particularly, again, I don't know if it's probably is global, but everything when it comes to our relationships with sex, it just comes back to our relationship is so skewed because of the fact that we were, you know, we grew up in Ireland, which has such a skewed relationship to sex. (laughs) But like sex ed was non-existent in my school and my school wasn't even a religious school like it was a non-denominational school even that even at that the sex ed was by the accord group and i don't know if you if you're familiar with them but they're basically guess what a religious organization so our sex ed was yeah don't don't be having the sex it was abstinence that's what sex ed was and which is just that's not helpful for anyone because the thing is teenagers young people they're curious, they're full of hormones, they're having sex. So they should be taught what good, safe, healthy sex is. So the importance of consent and everything. And also as well, sex ed, particularly in Ireland, is only about 
straight people. There's no such thing as sex ed for queer people. It's just so frustrating that someone, a young gay or lesbian or trans person doesn't even get that consideration that they are allowed to be sexual. You know, people are kind of like, yeah, we accept that, you know, teenagers will have sex. We accept that. We're not going to teach them how to do it safely. (laughs) We just accept that it happens. But only for straight people, not for queer people. It's so frustrating. But I think we need to have that change because at the moment, porn is used by young people. I start first started watching porn when I was 12. Like, you know, so that's how many years I've had of watching porn. You know, that's where I got my information from, my knowledge from. Because again, in Ireland, you can't talk about sex with anyone. So you all you <laughs> exactly you can't ask because you're not allowed to do that. So the mm-hmm. only access you have is through porn, which isn't real sex. It's this spectacle. But also, not only is it a spectacle. It's, as you kind of said, it's this one view spectacle. It's this heightened, almost toxic masculine male gaze spectacle of sex is only about worshipping the penis and using a woman as an object. And it's just like, well, no, it's so much better than that. There's so much more levels. And I think you've just, you really touched on that, is that we need to kind of have that dialogue, that conversation that sex can look so many different ways like i actually was a guest on the make love not porn podcast the other week but one of the things i touched on was kind of that so much of the what we are told about what sex is is focused on penetration basically if penetration has not occurred then sex has not occurred, which is just such a stupid and bad idea because one thing, it puts a lot of pressure on penis owners to basically be like, oh, no, no, I have to make sure my penis works at all time. And the thing is, our biggest sex organ is our brain. So if you're so much in your head trying to make sure it's working, it's not going to work. Unfortunately, I'm speaking from experience, (laughs) but it's just, it's that thing. There's so much pressure on penis owners to make sure that it's working. Otherwise, if you don't have penetration, you haven't had sex. But also it just means that like, what about queer sex? Like sex between people who don't have an ability to penetrate or if they have an ability to penetrate with a toy, but they choose not to, they just want to have oral pleasure or something like that. They've still had sex, <laughs> but so much of mainstream society says, no, 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 it's not sex unless it's a penis going into a vagina, which is just oh, so, so frustrating. But there, Exactly. But there's actually one question I wanted to ask you, which kind of came off kind of what you were saying, you know, because you were saying that, oh, I don't know about, you know, uploading onto Make Love Not Poor. And I don't know if that would be socially acceptable and stuff like that. And a question I have is like how important for you was it to still be kind of connected to yourself sexually after becoming a parent after becoming a mother like as in because there's so much of this again within society and particularly Irish society is that I don't know once you've had a kid you're not allowed to ever have sex again like it's just you're not allowed to be sexual and it's just I just find that so frustrating so I'm just wondering like what's your kind of thoughts on that like is still kind of being seen as a sexual person something that's important to you despite also being a mother yeah um yeah um I have so much I'm so happy that that like that that first that first that that's the first official um, thing that people um that that like I haven't been asked, but um <laughs> it's something that like I I'm like someone please ask me what my thoughts are on it because I don't want want to be sort of like, like oh well this is me and this is my task and just fling them on the people, but um for me um certainly um it come it come might as well <laughs> double in you know um um it's, of him. um for me as a parent like even when I was expecting more than more than anything um it was when I found me ironically me if people were well aware they would be shocked but um for out of 
I won't I won't share that on the on the podcast today as much, but um it's that that led me to the conversation on like as a parent, what would people think? What would be people's notions and that people think that parents and like I speak to women and I have women friends stuff like that and they tend to uh, to to don't want it as such they tend to lose in poverty because they think like oh, oh well like I'm like somebody's mother I'm and this and that even more so than being somebody's partner or like married to them it has more on it and they think oh well once you have have had a baby and you've given birth for me certainly afterwards I was like no never again this is my only purpose for this this is I went to such a self like thing of going absolutely no 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 and it was actually a conversation with my own mother of our people um speaking from experience so she was she was like you need to just let that notion out of your head and I kind of went then 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 like I wouldn't be me if I didn't head first into, into things <laughs> and like learn from that certainly for me especially for me for what happened to me um afterwards um and that um I developed and um I developed an um, issue um that um is 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 probably my, my 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 biggest push and I actually spoke ab- about this in a podcast of my, my own of like uh, self-love and and exercise and and like the different different things we can use and for for me it changed when I developed this issue that would probably push a lot of people 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 off but for me it was and wasn't like listen I can just head from nine to ten very very quickly as quick as I used to and quick as the porn notion that (laughs) Um, it takes sometimes it for me if I'm just in the act like my like like up here has to be in it up here has to be away with the fairies type of thing (laughs) for for that to happen as 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 such because that is something that like happens with age as well it happens after childbirth it happens after your body experiences different things and um and like um, hormones and and um stuff um that way that for me I started to look at things like wow like I was a a big sex type fan anyway with being being and someone's web that was the one thing I would be perfect for doing um, um but for me it's it's the fact that like people don't actually acknowledge that they masturbate or self-love even as a woman mm-hmm. but it, it, it's sort of my passion for that is is people have the same thing thoughts on people that have multiple partners whether it be multiple partners like 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 in the household when parents in their life Hmm. people tend to think oh my god the first thing that you think of is Ireland back years and years ago but we are actually probably the most sexual healthy um, conscious nation that are conscious of like so many different things now in different ways that that they automatically think to porn scenarios they automatically mm-hmm. think to like oh like did that woman is this name and that name I won't use names but and so many people think as well being parents that that's what they see themselves as especially being a single parent like um I was a single parent for a um on and off um during the, the last five six six years and people's perception on single people and single parents is shocking because like you, you you don't you you wouldn't have it as often. Certainly, you wouldn't have it as often being a parent anyway. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, especially not in the first four years or three years, but because there's somebody <laughs> sitting in the bed and wants wants to do so that there's an animal or there's a dog. Or, it's people's perception mm-hmm. of it mainly. So that like people think like because apparently having sex every so often with even a different person healthily safely of course makes you a something 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 other but when you're married and you have it every night with, with your partner or wife whatever there's nothing said about that so it's the same um logic that people apply to having sex as a parent or having sex as a single parent 
or having or having it as like something you actually touched on or there and it's something I kind of want to for for such a where I'm Irish but so much of being Irish is is stuck in like notion of there's um, a one penis policy type thing like even even if mm. you are single even if you're are, are a parent certainly if you're married certainly like like and that is and that's them spur back of like um men and males and male masculinity mm-hmm. that is like like hitting a raw nerve for me i think on some subjects because it's one of the things i'm absolutely passionate about is that why are we as irish women as people stuck with male notions like you know like the, that notion of like who went like how often you have sex or who whom you you have a with or or like how um makes you a um easy person or seen as this or this or that like mm-hmm. but for, for me as 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 a parent and like even when I did and 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 so much before I was a parent I I would have been in the uh, company of people, women that that were parents. And it was shocking because the amount of no, I can't. Or, oh, that is that is just for my partner. That's for my fella. That's for a birthday. That's for I'm like, what happens mm. every other day of the year? And that for me was stuck in my head of like, oh my god, like like a socially sexually adventurous person, like. Would parenthood actually be shocking to me or, or like a shock to my system? But for me, it was the the point I went. I was I was who I was. Um, I, that was my business. That I'm having that, but I kind of went like, and for me being a parent, it sort of opened up because I fell apart a little bit mm-hmm. after of having a baby and big life life changes and, and things that I went look at. I just lost my fix and I went to so much now that I want to say I have the confidence to say. And that actually stems from a lot of people um, ask me, what do I think as a parent, especially doing my pictures, doing doing my modeling, um, certainly posing naked, passing, passing it all over here there, and everywhere. And like, what would my son think? What about when, when like he's older and, I'm fully aware of the fact that like he's he is a young boy that's going to become a man, and that has what what spawned me to kind of learn about different things and to have a safer space out there for him. Is that was the actual what went well when what I'm basically trying to say is it's most people's ending point um to to the personal life and especially those that are that are in relationships that I would say if you're in a relationship or or you're married spend time with 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 your friends that are single learn about them learn from them you um they will teach you a lot and I can certainly speak to other fellow parents or mothers because it's less spoke about as much as um, mental health is, as much as we're, we're still stuck with feeling ashamed if we buy things for periods, we're still, we're still stuck ashamed mm. in, in like um, sneaking, like like um, so many, many shops now, supermarkets and um, pharmacies have like sex toys and everything else. And the utter shock that people have at the mere notion of somebody else knowing about their personal life. It's like I can't face that person. The same logic with friends and friends and family. They don't want to admit to have an, a personal life, but I'm offering. Yeah, no. Uh, oh, you've said so many wonderful things. Like so much, like there that I just absolutely love. And um, actually, again, it kind of comes back to one of the kind of questions I quickly had writ- wrote down. Is you mentioned that like you do your modeling, and a lot of it is naked modeling as well. Which double high five. Go, you know, go do you go celebrate your body. That's amazing. But I was wondering, like, have you always had, I guess, a loving or healthy relationship with your naked body? Or was that something that changed over time? Like, did you have come to find your body again? Or were you always able to just be like, you know what? I like being naked. Like for me personally, I'm very grateful to my parents that they raised us by going to like nature speeches when we were younger and stuff like that. So, which I think genuinely is something that every single person should do because of the, especially at a young formative age, because it 
does this brilliant thing of separating the sexual body from the naked body. The naked body is just a body. It's not always sexual. And I think being able to have that separation is so crucial and important. And I think it kind of links back to you said that sometimes people like especially probably other parents will probably go, oh, what do you think? What about your son? Like, you know, when your son is older and like, and it's just like, well, there's nothing wrong with a naked body. I'm trying to teach that message. You know, my, my naked body is not a bad thing. So I'm teaching that positive message. So it's not something I'm concerned about as in, it's not like something I should be ashamed about. My naked body is beautiful and I want to celebrate that. So I was just wondering like, your relationship with your own body was it something always kind of positive or did you have to grow to come to a place of finding that self-love it was from always I was always felt like I I personally wasn't as as female Mm. um even even in my appearances like uh, we were weird with like um, sharing sharing things and sharing clothes and everything was like nobody no 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 test um who was wearing what and mm. that was such a happy time because if we did that now like we could we'd all be fine um for me it's such someone who has experienced i will say people um like i'm taking my i'm taking me and and i'm taking taking my uh for their own um sexual gratification for me it it was a mixture of like I always felt like I was a woman enough but I felt I was like me and I was happy being me I was I was comfortable being me and then I was at that age where I went oh hold on a second these are amazing like like absolutely like um the perks of being me was like I was one of their first really and um, <laughs> um it, it's it's such a funny logical thought like I was always a very um confident person um not in clothes not in like um how I was seen and the fact I did, didn't have hair that was long and I didn't I didn't appear as um feminine as like other women and that um it was wanting to take back what was what was mine and mm-hmm. it, it, it was an um, in parenting of like saying I should be affected by this I should still feel ashamed I should still think about this this and that but I don't I I am me this is my own body and the fact that it spawned on what actually started me um, off which was um posing with not an M on me for um, body empowerment all those years ago. And like still doing doing it now was I wanted to speak to people on like body confident. And I I was standing doing a actual speech and it dawned on me like I was lost for words. I was staring out at people thinking, you're wearing clothes. How am I going to get to the point of cost? It was the want for to empower myself and I take back what is mine. And it was also a want for, I experienced, I was always somebody that like, I was, I moved out from home um, and very um, young and stuff like that. Like, like that's what I've always had me, I've always lived as me. Not to the, um, not to people out, out in the um, open, but I was like, it's not a sexual thing. Like once you take things off you, it's not sexual. It's what makes it sexual is that people want it. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's actually sought after i actually find when i am um, share things of me in like in like things or like underwear or you know with brand set things like that there's more like absolutely like looks more like oh you shouldn't done me absolutely posing naked because people absolutely know why i why i do it and 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 that's something people feel that they have to ask me, especially as they like um, the first thing I actually took part in um, at the start of of the first lockdown was was actually having my um, um, pictures taken at home for, for a very good friend of mine's um, um, like like web, website for to mm-hmm. encourage women any shape size and um, to be to, to to be themselves, and I was like. Do you know what? I'm doing it as me. I'm absolutely doing it as me. And the amount of people who have actually said said it to me, 
that is so porn. That's not. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not. No, it's not. It's it's for. It's not for men. It's not for look at me. It's not for like oh like hey I I I'm I'm like hot or sexy or anything else. To to it's to encourage other people, other mothers, other women, but to like we like we make love with things off in darkness. Like we don't even stand naked. We don't even walk from from the shower <laughs> to the room. Everything is always a cover up, cover this, a cover that, and don't let this see that. For somebody that experienced that in their in the wrong sense as such at a very young age, like um when I should have been learning about me, I wanted to not teach that being a parent. I wanted to teach absolutely like um he should never ever 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 I will personally slip him if he ever tries to go and and ask any woman to take anything off any person for that matter um to take anything off because their bodies is not for his sexual um gratification and i have personally been a part of of things that people have been absolutely naked and when I tell people that about all the wonderful things I did for being a parent, and I actually took part in thing um for the actual official day of it when I was five months expecting, that took people by surprise <laughs> because it more so should more 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 than anything else, and it did. But I find that like people that like live that live that way and live open and live free and that's their choice. No matter, it's never sexual. Like literally, you would be absolutely slapped around the head and told where to pick a head if you actually got any notion or your normal normal things got any notion of sprouting up or sprouting anything. Told where where to head. It's not sexual because I think that should be a big thing in. In like helping people deal with, with a lot of past things that we were um, taught is to take the sexual sexualization off of things. Take people won't look for something if it's all there because people like to want things that they're not able to have. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, here I am, I'm I am all there. Everyone has seen me naked. Nobody's going to definitely look look up for it then it takes the sexualization and I am not for anyone else's sexual. That is something that is a lot spoken about and thought about in like, what would your partner think? Like other people looking looking at you, like that should be for him, for her, for whoever your partner is. I'm like, no, it's for me. Like um, so for me, it's wanting the sexualization of it. And during the second l- lockdown, I lost count of lockdowns. Um, I I I actually went onto Facebook on a live on Facebook, and I did did it from here up in my nude to encourage people to do a ten minutes thing each day of sitting in your nude, take one thing off, even try to do it in bits and pieces. And look, look at your yourself, and like actually write down if you if you don't want to write down, or you want to write them down, and then throw them away or, or like burn them. Do like um because you will take your own notion of I can't let anyone else see me, or like I'm seen as sexual or I'm not seen as sexual. To take that like shame, shame is a big massive thing, and I hate it. I would literally if if the if I could do one thing absolutely everything I would take shame off it that seems like the most beautiful kind of place to start to wrap things up and it's just so powerful like you said so many beautiful powerful things in that in that moment of speaking that they're like I wish like we were be talking for longer so that I could like you know pick your brain on more of them you said so many beautiful things but I think that last point you made of if there's one thing we can do that you can do it's removing shame like if there's one thing that we achieve like in our lives if it's if we can just help remove shame from other people's lives then that means we've done something good in the world like I think I think a beautiful kind of place to kind of end our little session on to wrap things up with because that's such a powerful message which I just completely get behind and stand behind and I think that's what the world needs is we need 
to remove shame that like because it's associated with so many things not just sex and sexuality but just as you said viewing yourself naked in a non-sexual way has shame attached to it which is so frustrating because like naked bodies in all their beautiful shapes and sizes like that's what they are they're beautiful like there's not you know it's just a beautiful symmetrical piece of art like naked bodies are and we need to remove the shame from that i just i think that's a good place to end and i just want to thank you so 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 much for offering to come on and this is actually my first recorded guest um for my podcast so you're the you're you've taken my (laughs) even though i don't believe in the concept but you've taken my podcast virginity so thank you (laughs) i Um, I haven't actually been a part of like having to be like um actually talk to you it's normally me asking things so so i was really like i was like oh i was like what am I going to talk about? But, but look, I can ironically talk for Ireland. But uh, I'm so, thank you so much. Um, like, no, thank you. It was, it was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful. And uh, thank you to my listeners for listening to this episode. And I hope you had a wonderful time listening to this enjoyable conversation. Hello, listener. Thank you for coming on this journey with me. If you would like to be there for the next stop on this adventure, then please like, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow my Instagram, which is mixbellmorrigan. That's M-X-B-E-L-M-O-R-R-I-G-A-N. And tell your friends that you too want to help make the world a better place, one conversation at a time.